Hi, welcome to And It's Writing, a live stream and podcast where two writers and occasionally some special guests have a few drinks and some laughs while we revive or while we discuss writing related topics. Uh, I'm Amy Avery. I write adult fantasy. Uh, what I am working on is I am working on final, final pass pages for the book that's coming out in January. Um, so I'm doing like the little nitpicky proofreading. And what I am reading is I just started Tress of the Emerald Sea uh, by Brandon Sanderson on audiobook. Yes. Wonderful Brando Sando, our favorite. We love him on this podcast. I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. Um, I'm currently uh, in the second draft process of my uh, historical horror fiction novel thing that my patient or my agent has been so patiently waiting for. And (laughs) it's really exciting. And I'm I'm having a great time researching. It's wild. I'm reading right now Barkskins by Annie Prue. It starts in Canada. It's a great place for me because that's where mine is. So that's kind of what I'm working on. Um, Today, we have some special guests to talk about Elixir writing retreats. Um, So I'm just going to give you guys each a second to introduce yourselves and your role um, with Elixir uh, Elixir retreats. Um, Also, let us know if you're reading anything interesting at the moment. Uh, We'll start with uh, Daniel. So thank you. Well, thanks for having us. My name is Daniel Waldman, and I am the founder and producer of Elixir Writing Retreats. We're a a relatively new writing retreat series. Um, Started uh, in 2019, but we didn't actually put put on our first retreat until uh, last summer. And I'm right now, I just started reading The Troop by Nick Cutter. Um, I'm Donna Barba-Igueta, and I write middle grade and picture books. Um, my heart is probably in uh, writing middle grade. I love fantasy sci-fi. That's where um, I'm always drawn. I write a little bit of contemporary. I veer into YA, but it scares me a little bit. So I always end up back <laughs> in middle grade, and it's normally upper middle grade. I am currently reading because everybody keeps telling me I need to read it and I haven't yet. It's um, Cloud Cuckoo Land. People say, oh, there's a lot of parallels between The Last Quintista that I wrote and Cloud Cuckoo Land. So I just picked it up. I I haven't, I just finished a different book last night. So I'm beginning this one now. Um, I'm Allison Remshack. I am an agent at Stamola Literary Studio. I'm Donna's agent. I represent everything from picture books through YA. And right now I am reading uh, for, not for work, I am reading (laughs) Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng. And I've got a zillion um, submissions and... (laughs) New projects. <laughs> Excellent. And I like that you kind of had a Freudian slip and called your agent your patient. <laughs> it wasn't me. I called my agent my patient. Oh my gosh. Oh how funny. Are you are you a are you a doctor or no? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about that. It's kind of it has a dual meaning. Like, are we so patient? Are we do we need a doctor? I don't are we the doctor? <laughs> I thought I was the doctor. I thought I was the book doctor. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think oh it's goodness. because I think it's because so agent is patiently waiting. <laughs> yeah, she's patiently waiting. My agent Sarah Mekavo is patiently waiting on I me. Mean, she is not my patient, but I imagine she wouldn't mind. <laughs> you, might- <laughs> you might be her patient. Probably am. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> 
Okay, oh. well, um, we usually also have a paired drink for the episode. Um, and Daniel, you had mentioned that you were a whiskey fan. So yeah. um, I just made a pretty classic old fashioned. I'm drinking it's a Keeper's Heart. It's an Irish and American rye whiskey blend. So did anybody else bring something to drink? I'm drinking an old fashioned, but it's nothing. There's no history behind, I think, <laughs> which is the whiskey. I debated getting tequila because our, the the um, where, where we're going for our retreat is in Mexico. And I thought that is probably not a good idea. It's 12. Uh, it's noon where I am and I don't want to ruin my day. So I put the tequila aside and I'll sip on an old fashioned. Uh, I have a nice glass, but it's just pineapple juice. (laughs) I love that. See, I should have done that because I'm over here drinking water because I have work to do after this. Yeah, I would, you know, fall asleep, throw up, maybe. (laughs) Also, they're both not great things. Yeah. Especially not if you do them at the same time. Uh, Yeah. I'm drinking. I'm drinking an Irish whiskey called Rowan Co. I do like yeah. a good Irish whiskey, though. I, I love Irish whiskeys. Although I'm more of a, my first choice is Scotch, really. Lagavulin. I'm a I'm a I'm a huge single malt. <laughs> yeah, Lagavulin is is uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, the Aaron Malt. Mwah, love them. The first time <laughs> I ever had Lagavulin was at DC's house. I have to oh, shove Lagavulin down everyone's throat. That's the first order of business. Oh. <laughs> that was one of the first things I did when I showed up. <laughs> yes, it was. If we ever get to hang out, we'll definitely have to uh, have a sip. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Avery, do you want to get started with these yeah. this awesome list of questions? I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say. I want to go on a freaking writing retreat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first question. It's like, yes. What is a writing retreat and how is it different than like a workshop or a conference? Sure. So um, let me just give it like a little history of Elixir. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a, yeah. probably a good place to start because I think I feel like what we're what we're trying to do is maybe a little bit different than what other writing retreats do. So as I mentioned earlier, we started in 2019 and actually started with a little wine. One evening I was had been drinking a little wine and was missing a good friend of mine, uh, Kate Angelella, who who I know from when I lived in Baltimore, uh, who's a freelance editor. I had, I had I don't remember what I had been doing that week or whatever, but I, I remember driving, I think I had been driving around like just the countryside and like here in France and like there were some like random castles we saw that were just kind of cool. And I'd be like, and I thought, you know, it'd be so cool to go just right in a castle, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was missing Kate and I gave her a call and I was just like, you know, it'd be really cool if we could do like a a writing retreat in a castle. What do you think? And I should preface this by saying uh, the way that I met Kate was she was putting on a writing workshop in Baltimore, uh, like a six week writing workshop. And so, you know, she does book coaching. She does freelance editing. She does all kinds of stuff. And so that's basically how Elixir was born. We were like, she was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's let's go write in the castle. (laughs) And um so you know, uh, you know, we 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 started to work on it, and unfortunately, of course, as the world stopped for a couple of years, and uh, but eventually we were able to to hold our retreat last summer uh, in June of 2022, and it went extremely well, and uh, better than what what I would have imagined. 
not that I thought it was going to go bad or anything, of course, but <laughs> just people's feedback and 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 their experience was was just uh, was just glowing feedback, and so we decided to to make it a business essentially and and put on more writing retreats. Um, where I think sets Elixir apart from other types of retreats is that um, we try to combine three different things. One is an inspirational writing place, something that's unique, something that's that's uh, interesting, something that's a little bit has a little bit of a travel component to it. So for example, um, as Donna mentioned, we're going to Cancun now for our next for our, our February retreat uh, coming up. It's February 2024. And it's not like spring break type thing. <laughs> we're actually we actually found this really cool private hacienda that's about half an hour or so from the Cancun airport. And it's actually in the jungle. It's not on the beach. It's in the mm -hmm. jungle. Uh, and it's it's located on a monkey sanctuary. And so wow. my, my co-host, uh, Rocky Cowan, uh, visited there uh, maybe about a month or so ago. And uh, she took some really cool videos. Uh, you can see them on our Instagram account. Um, they're just, there's like, you can just literally sit next to a pool, do your writing, and there's going to be like monkeys kind of climbing <laughs> on the trees around you and playing and, and stuff. So it's pretty <laughs> unique. That's incredible. Yeah. Let one onto the keyboard. <laughs> Let it write a chapter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <happens>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'd hate for them to throw your computer in your, in the pool, though, your laptop <laughs> oh in the pool. <laughs> that would be really bad. <laughs> So you might want to hold on to that. <laughs> the second component to Elixir is uh, is getting marquee authors to come in and and, and be our our guest lecturer. So that's uh, why we tap Donna. Uh, as you may know, Donna recently won a very prestigious, the very prestigious Newberry Medal. Uh, Congratulations! Wow. Yeah, deer in headlights for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, getting somebody like Donna to come and, and give share their insights on the, on writing and, and craft uh, is, is a really, really important part. And then the third component is also just building community is a really important part of Elixir as well. Um, you know, they're, they're small scale events, uh, retreats. You know, we our first one was 12 people and that was the max we could take. Uh, we have one coming up, the, well, the Cancun one. Uh, is, is a bit bigger. And then we have another one coming up this fall um, in the Catskills, uh, which is actually almost full. And that's uh, right now we're at 14 people, I believe, I want to say. Don't don't quote me on that. I, I, I can't remember exactly how many. <laughs> ish. 14-ish. Yeah. Right. So uh, th that's really, I think, what, what, what sets Elixir apart. I think when Kate and I were originally concepting what Elixir, what we wanted Elixir to be. We've, we found that a lot of writing events, they're either all retreat, meaning you go somewhere kind of private, kind of secluded, you do your writing, maybe you come together for a meal here and there or whatever, but it's really focused on the writing, which is great. Other events are much more conference-based where you're really, it's really almost just a networking event. You know, you're mm -hmm. going to lectures, you're having conversations. Those are also really cool, but you're not really doing writing. And so we were trying, we we kind of felt it was important to to marry those two types of, types of activities. Um, and we also, I should add also for every Elixir retreat, we try to do also like really fun social stuff. So 
for our France retreat, we did a day trip to Mont Saint Michel, which is uh, you know the big abbey that's sort of out in out in the ocean. Mm. Uh, for our Cancun trip, we're we're still working out the details, but we're probably going to do two trips. We're going to do um, a day trip to Chichen Itza, so the Mayan ruins, and that's then amazing. also we'll probably spend at least a half a day, if not a full day, in Tulum as well. Mm. Cool. And how long do these last? Like, like you're there's there's a sounds like there's a lot here. How, how long do your guys' retreats last? Yeah. So, uh, well, the first elixir lasted seven days. Cancun is we're we're going to be doing as a seven day. Our Catskills event is actually only five days. Uh, but that's mostly because it's October in the Catskills. It's really hard to book a weekend. Everybody's getting married. <laughs> it's like <laughs> wedding season. So like every place that we talk to, uh, we're we're actually holding that one at a resort. Um, uh, it's called uh, Winter Clove Inn and. and in and resort, I think is the full name of it, Winter Cloven. And uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous place, beautiful rooms, beautiful setting. We're going to be there in the height of fall foliage, but it's only five days because they had a, they were booked up for a wedding that weekend. So yeah, it's a Sunday through a Thursday. <laughs> nice. That's a nice long time though. Didn't like, yeah. Like what can like a participant, like if I wanted to go to this, like what could I like expect aside from like uh, writers like Donna, or, do you have anybody else come? I noticed we have Allison here. I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you were involved in this or like. Yeah. Yeah. So like people like of all different types are coming that are in the writing community. That's really cool. I've been to, and you have to been to conferences and you, you might sit at a round table and you might get critique. And most of the time, everybody's nervous. And everybody's like, oh, that's lovely. Great. And they might you know, give you a little bit of feedback, but you really don't have time. And people are being really polite and, and um, you don't get the feedback you really need. And I think that this is an opportunity for us to look at individuals work. My husband's a writer as well. And we call it like a what if session where I, you can look at someone's work and say, okay, how can we make this magical? How can we make this better? It's not just a critique, but it's like looking at someone's work developmentally and finding ways to make it stand apart from everybody else's work. So for me, it's like, this is an opportunity to transform someone's work. It, and then they get to start the hard work. I've done this with Allison. Like when I, um, just as an aside, before Allison signed me, she gave me an R&R. And of course, you know, I get the R&R, I crawl up in a fetal position for a couple of days and say, this is impossible. I can't do this. And then I looked at it and said, oh my gosh, she, not only is she right, this is going to transform my book. And, and it did. And I think that that's my goal. Like you can't do that at a conference. It's just impossible, but it, mm -hmm. at a retreat, each person who's there, we can say, okay, what do they have here? How can we like find that thing that's that just really makes this work stand apart. That's my goal is not just to go, this isn't working, this isn't working, but like try to dig in and give people hope for, you know, making their books better. There's the opportunity for sustained feedback, hmm. I think. So there's like, there's like a, a workshop element to this writing retreat you guys do, ish. 
Actually, actually, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I actually no? want to clarify. No, okay. we, we don't actually do like formal workshopping because it's it's uh, it's very intensive, work intensive for everybody involved, right. including the participants, because that's the kind of situation where everybody's got to read everybody's work. And, you know, we're only there for for a limited time for a week. And it's it's really not a good fit but donna and allison as being the guest lecturers are are, are ma have made themselves or are making themselves available to work directly with writers okay. um on their on their pieces cool we do have so so the structure is i think kind of what you're getting at in your question is what's the structure a little bit how does, yeah. how does the day yeah. what's a day look like in a, at an elixir retreat it, it, it's going to vary a little bit kind of depending on the retreat uh but Typically, you know, in the morning, there's open, open breakfast, you know, come wake up when you want, get food when you want. And then the morning is just pretty much devoted to writing time. When we did Elixir France last summer, people often found uh, their preferred spot in the castle. There's all <laughs> kinds of like little cool nooks and crannies and some chairs. Some people like to write outside. There was like a little, uh, like a little patio terrace type thing that was that was shaded and a lot of people would so a couple of people would sit there every morning and write or there were some comfortable couches so there's lots of cool places to, to kind of hunker down and write the hacienda where we'll be staying at uh, elixir cancun will also i believe have a lot of those cool little spaces um and then you know lunch is kind of the same thing as breakfast you know a little open serve yourself if you want to eat good if you don't whatever and then in the afternoon is when we kind of when we like to come together and have craft discussions. Those are those are specifically led by the the co-host as well as uh, our guest lecturers. Each will have like their own theme. I don't think we've gotten to that stage yet where we're putting out what we're what we're going to be talking about for Elixir Cancun yet. But you know we we like to have these 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 sort of open craft discussions that are led by the lecturer. What we found the at least in the first elixir is that you know we would start in one start the conversation in one one place and you know just it would just naturally gravitate somewhere else you know evolve itself uh and and you know we had only scheduled them to be like an hour and most of the time people just wanted to sit around and talk and they would they would be an hour and a half or two hour long conversations and one thing that that is very i'm adamant about is no powerpoint presentations <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really, really hate PowerPoint presentations. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you can have handouts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, you know, I think I just think people sometimes get too wrapped up into what's on the screen or you know what's being presented, and and there it's more of a passive type and uh, type uh, uh, experience. And I don't want Elixir ever to be a passive experience. I want it to be a, a very proactive you know, engaging experience. Nice. And I guess this question, Avery had a little bit further down the list, but I think now's a good time to ask it. Like when someone signs up for something like this, it sounds like a lot of fun. Like um, what's included, like, and and I guess like, what is the cost of something like this? Like, sure. are you willing to That's talk about question. that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, it's all, it's all on our website as well. So <laughs> uh, I'm shopping now. I'm like, Ooh, I want to go. <laughs> like, how does this work? <laughs> So uh, the Elixir Cancun retreat that Donna and Allison will be part of is uh, $3,550, and it's all-inclusive. And by all-inclusive, I mean your stay, your, your room and board, uh, all the, the activities that we do. 
those are all included in that price. So, you know, it's like I said earlier, it's 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 essentially like, you know, one part travel, vacation, one part right. writing. So right. we, we wanted to make it the, the idea is just to make it as simple and easy as possible for people to come get settled in and, and focus on on their writing. The, what it doesn't include is, is is just travel to the location. We will pick mm-hmm. people up like at the airport, but obviously that doesn't include like their airfare or whatever. That's, so you'll help you'll help somebody who may be like an awkward airport turtle like they don't know how to get from one place to another. Are you willing to yeah, do Yeah, we like we'll we pick people up at the airport. That's fine. Cool. That's yeah, yeah, we're going we we provide that transportation. Yeah, we we it, especially when you're traveling uh, abroad, it can be some people, you know, who don't travel yeah. abroad frequently or whatever that can be a little nerve wracking. So, you know, we, we, we'll just pick people up at the airport. In our Catskills one, a lot of people are actually driving there because it's uh, not too far from New York. So we have a lot of people coming from New mm-hmm. York. They're just going to drive there directly. But if some people are flying into uh, Albany is the closest airport. So we'll be picking them up there and bringing them, bringing them cool. to the resort. And like foods so. included? Foods all included. Wow. Okay. Um, there are there might be some extras, like for example, and this I we have to work out the details on this because I'm not sure how it works. At least for the Catskills one, because it's kind of it's more like a bed and breakfast type place, and they okay. provide all the meals, but I'm not sure what to do about snacks. So at the first the first elixir <laughs> we had it we had it, the first elixir we did it was fully catered, and uh, we had snacks galore. I mean, I just went to the store and just loaded up on soda and <laughs> snacks. And it was actually shocking how much Coca-Cola people drink in a week. It was <laughs> quite mind blowing, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, but that was a lot of, you know, that was, that was fine. I, I don't know how that's going to work, honestly, at the Catskills event uh, in terms of snacking, but we'll figure something out there. And then for the day trips, you know, like you're on your own for lunch, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we'll, you know, like if we go to, for example, we're going to go to Tulum for at least a half a day, probably that'll include a lunch, but you know, that's, that's up to, up to the participants to to pay for that. We don't, we don't cover that part, but. Sounds like a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> everything else is all the time. Everything that's, that's like at the, 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 the venue is covered. Nice. Sounds like a pretty yeah. sweet deal. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about the two excursions to different places. I will tell you, I've been on a cruise before and it's like, four to $500 to just go on an excursion to a place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm totally, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm like shamelessly plugging this too. Like the excursions <laughs> are a lot. So I'm super excited now. Yeah. I mean, I was excited before, but exponentially yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at the monkey sanctuary. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's really a cool property. Um, you know, we we were looking at a bunch of different ones and like we wanted we were I was primarily looking at more closer to like Tulum and the sort of south or southern facing coast, but um everything we found, we found one place that was like looked gorgeous on the outside, but we found a video that showed in the street view and like there was like construction all around. And it just it was like can't have a writing retreat and you know, <laughs> like people jackhammering at 8 a.m. or whatever. No. Or or just like, you know, they were like we found some really cool like beach places that but that that were beautiful, but they were just really cold, you know? And they didn't, there's just I don't I don't know how to describe it other than 
uh, when I'm looking for, for a, a venue for a property, like there's just a certain, I'm looking for something that's going to be almost like magical, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's going to say to me, this is an elixir place, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we, we found this really cool monkey sanctuary. It's just a, it's just a really neat, uh, really cool hacienda. It's just has these big, this very gorgeous, uh, natural looking pool, um surrounded by by trees and plants and the building is like kind of uh, has like these big stone arches and stuff so it, it looks really really neat i'm excited to go there are all people welcome to like uh apply for this or like is there an application process or is it just kind of like whoever kind of steps in first like how does that work yeah there is an application process okay we really want people to who are serious about working on their craft you know, we don't want people to come and be like, oh, I'm a writer and it's really just a vacation for them. I'm here uh, for the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a writer too, so it's okay. But yeah, I, mean, no, I mean, you know, there are people out there, I think, who who are just maybe just not going to be as serious. I will say serious does not equate to experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you can. Ha- we're open to people at all levels of, and stages of their career. So at the first elixir, uh, we had people who we had a handful of of people who um, who were just out of college. Uh, some some young women who were just out of college. We had people who were published authors as well. We had people who had published multiple books. We had people who had just published their first book. Uh, cool. So it was pretty wide range, and then also pretty wide range in in age too. Uh, I mentioned we had you know some people who were just out of college. We also had a woman who she had a fascinating story. She was probably a I want to say early sixties, maybe I'm not sure exactly what her age is, but she had this crazy story how she and her brother and her parents had taken her and her family on vacation when she was like a kid. Uh, maybe like less than 10 years old to that region of France where we were, where we were staying. And maybe a few months before Elixir, maybe like six months or so before Elixir, her brother passed away. And she really was, you know, emotionally just distraught and she wasn't even sure if she should come. And she had like this like little doll that like little Cupid doll type thing or whatever that her parents had bought her, I guess. And I don't know. She had, there's more to this story. I'm not remembering all the details, but like it was the the bottom line was like you know she was debating whether to come, and and somebody in her family had said to her, "You have to go." You know, like this is this is something that you've wanted to do since you were a kid. You've always wanted to go back. You wanted to go back with your brother, and you you know he got sick. You guys never were able to do it. This is your chance. So we were thrilled to be able to to be a part of it. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. So did you did you want to ask any of your questions, Avery? Like, I feel bad for like taking over. I'm like, I could just sit and talk about this all day. I don't want to like, you know, like <laughs> step on your toes. I'm I'm like in it. <laughs> well, we'll kind of lighten it up a little bit and say, has are there any like kind of fun or silly anecdotes of anything that's happened at past events? Maybe something happened that was unexpected. Can't think of any. We only have done one so far, so it's it's hard to say. <laughs> Did the castle do anything that was unexpected? <laughs> oh, you know, actually, this is a good point. Because, um, I mean, those are old buildings, right? So <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, the first one was in a, I think it was like an 18th century castle. Okay. Quite an interesting, actually, the castle itself was quite interesting. It had, it was, was 
you know, uh, I don't remember all the details, but it was like, it was like uh, owned by like this like big old school French military family, like naval family or something for a long time. And there was like all these like weird family portraits. <laughs> like like the kind that you see in like movies where the eyes move and they're like following you. <laughs> I could write one of them, make up a story for one of them and write them into the book as a character. Yeah, we we played a little game. We had a WhatsApp group chat uh so that, you know, we could keep everybody on the same page and be like, "Oh, this is starting soon or we're, you know, we're starting a lecture soon or, you know, we have there was a gate that needed to be shut every night so it's like, "Hey guys, we're shutting the gate, so you better be inside and, you know, whatever." <laughs> and um part one of the games that we played with these portraits was we would take pictures of them and try to come up with like funny quotes about them or like, you know, what are they what are they saying to you? Those kind of things. <laughs> So I guess as like somebody who's always wanted to go on a writing retreat and never has, um, I'm like a work, I'm like a workaholic. I love it when I can go on a retreat and just sit and write with people around me, like sort of like minds. Um, I do it with art. You know, I've done, I've done some like art stuff where I really like making art with other people because it feels like there's a sort of um, a, a rhythm in the room that almost helps you get more work done. Like, do you find that like uh, the authors are working like most of the time when you guys aren't out doing like little excursions or like taking a break? Like, how does it kind of look to like walk into one of these things? Is it, is it quiet? Like, is it is there some murmuring going on in the background? Like what? Like paint a picture of sort of like the average day mm-hmm. with 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 the authors working and speaking with one another. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a great question. It's it's actually kind of a mix. Um, so, like I said, you know, mornings are devoted to writing time, uh, and so it can feel a little bit at certain times a little library esque. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, people are are working. You hear a lot of click on their keyboards and Good. and stuff, and and then you know, there's always people you know kind of talking. Uh, oftentimes, they're they're talking through maybe an issue that they're having with their with their work or their you know, they're just, uh, they're talking about an event maybe that they've done or you know, whatever. So we do, but we do ask people to kind of like tone it down or like, you know, if people are working just to kind of give them that space to work. I do think though that the, 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 some of the just sort of elbow rubbing and spontaneous conversations that happen are uh, such an important part, uh, for the writers. Uh, they just, uh, from what I saw was, uh, you know, people really were, were incredibly dialed in and incredibly focused. And I think that's really one of the biggest benefits to coming to an Elixir retreat is just, you know, you get to kind of shut out the whole world and focus on your work. And for many, for many writers, that is a huge challenge. I know for me, I'm, you know, I, I do some writing for myself as well. You know, just finding the dime in the day, you know, or the week even not even the day but just the week (laughs) yeah (laughs) to to, you know because you know I've got I've got my day job I have to do I've got elixir that I'm working on I've got family I've got you know grocery shopping to do whatever I've got Mm -hmm. you know a million other things going on and so you know I think the cool thing about elixir is you can kind of just shut out the rest of the world and really focus on on your writing um and I think that's a, that's a really, really important aspect to, to what we're doing. Nice. Good. Good. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the, when the retreat is all over and it's like the last day 
like what do you got what do you feel like the biggest benefit from hanging like i know you guys have only done one so far but at the end of your castle stay when everybody was saying goodbye like what did it feel like was the biggest takeaway the biggest benefit like what Mm. did it like really feel like it did for for everyone we actually on the last day we went around and we kind of talked about you know what we felt we accomplished and i think that it was really cool to hear people talking about how much how 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 much they got done it was really cool to hear how, how the participants felt like they walked away with something that was valuable like they've they've taken their work to the to a new place that maybe they didn't foresee that they didn't plan on taking it and that's you know in a good surprising way or you know they were able to get over a hump that they had had been blocking them for a long time or a, you know whatever um i think that was a a really uh a really big takeaway. And I, I also just think that, you know, people just really bonded, uh, uh, really, really just developed some really, really strong friendships. Um, even though it's just a week, you know, when you're in close proximity with people and you're all kind of, to use a very, very stupid analogy, or uh, <laughs> it, it's like, you know, you're you're all rowing in the same direction, so to speak. And so you, you really feel that momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say I would say those are the sort of the biggest uh, the biggest takeaways that I saw people walking away with. Awesome. And to this day, I mean, like many of them are, are still in touch and still doing things together, uh, writing together or a good example, actually, Rocky Cowan, who's the, the co-host for uh, Elixir Cancun. She was actually one of the participants at Elixir France at our first event. Oh, OK. Um, so, she loved it so uh, much. She's a host now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she had actually done some other some other retreats herself in the past. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of like just we started talking about, you know, what she you know enjoyed about doing in retreats and 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 just kind of one thing led to another that sounds awesome yeah that's a nice segue into the next question i wanted to ask dc is shopping i am also shopping how (laughs) you mentioned authors can co-host retreats and what does that entail and how does one get involved in such a thing (laughs) yeah i mean I'm open to talking to any anybody who's interested in in, in co-hosting a, an Elixir event. Um, it can be in your area. It could be somewhere you've always wanted to go, right? But I've never had a had an opportunity to. Co-hosting is this is an I'll say it's an evolving role because it kind of varies based on the author uh, and what they want to the writer and what they what they feel they want to contribute in terms of producing and on the production side of uh, of things i ju- i typically i'm a i'm have a background in marketing and pr i've done tons of events in my 20 plus year career and so i handle most of the, like the logistical side of things i handle like the catering the venue the events the excuse me the um the 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 excursion the day trips yeah. yes the excursions thank you it was brain fart there. words are hard yeah. <laughs> they're, they're <Nine>. hard <laughs> it's after nine o'clock my time it's almost my bedtime here <laughs> i'm an old man no um but uh but so so co-hosts they're 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 essentially responsible for two sides of of an elixir retreat one is developing the content and working with either finding a guest guest lecturer like Donna and Allison, or I'm working potentially right now with another author um, who 
just wants to be, she wants to be the only lecturer there. I was like, that's great. That's up to you. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. And then the second side of that is, is also developing and, and promoting the, the retreat. I am a writer by nature, but I not have zero or near zero uh, experience in the literary community and not a lot of close net. My network is mostly other marketer, other marketers that I've known for many years. And um, so really an Elixir event very much relies on the co-host to help market it, help, help promote it and help bring people in. Um, my, I guess uh, my question is now kind of hearing how you like rope everybody to like start doing this awesome stuff. Donna and Allison, I don't know if either of you guys have like you know, travel abroad much, like as, as somebody who's like going to this um, and preparing for this, are you both going to the Cancun one? Yes. Yes. What kind of like preparation do you guys find yourself doing to do something like abroad for, for the, for our listeners who like might have never gone to like a place that's out of the country? Like what, what kind of preparation you guys find yourself doing to get to this trip? Not, I mean, not much. I have been to Mexico and and South America and many times, and I mean, maybe just um, you know, bone up on my Spanish a little bit more because yeah. I don't speak it every day. And make sure your passport current, right? Make sure the passport's valid. Well yeah. <laughs> in advance because I hear they're backed up. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to look up monkey etiquette and, you know, (laughs) I'm going to make monkey friends. I actually found a list that I made with a kid. And one of my life goals when I was like 12 was to hold a monkey. So I don't know if that's (laughs) possible, but like it was on my list and I'm like, oh my gosh, this could happen. Um, so maybe I've actually held a monkey and they're not fun to hold. Are they squirmy boys? Oh, they're awful. They're worse than a cat. They're they're worse than like trying to hug a cat that doesn't want to be hugged. Oh, no. Do they? Have, do monkeys have claws? Uh, not really. But do they have fingers? Yeah, yeah. Do I mean, they? you know, okay. they're... I got to look up pictures of this. Perhaps scarred by flying monkeys. <laughs> worse is they're they're gonna bite you, and that. Okay, well, probably not a good thing. I don't want anybody to lose any appendages or I think I'm afraid we're gonna scare people off talking about <laughs> I know we won't we won't touch the animals, but you know, make sure you have your passport, your voltage adapters. Do you need that in Mexico? I don't know. Yes. I don't think so. I don't in Mexico, do you need that? Oh, I do because yeah. I'm your I've got European plugs. So Oh, I see. I'm like, no, I think we're we're okay. I think they've got the same plug in Mexico. Um see Donna is doing these smart things about monkey etiquette, and I'm just thinking about what am I gonna wear? <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, to anyone out there who might be involved, like want to go to a retreat and might have a fear of monkeys. Typically, you know, <laughs> if you respect nature, nature will respect you back. I think that is the most important thing to remember. <laughs> we did ask actually the, the 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 hacienda about that, and really, they're just for looking at. They're not for directly <laughs> engaging. <laughs> Do not engage with the monkeys. <laughs> you know, I was thinking that this whole setup is like really the perfect start of a murder mystery. So. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so you're like going for book ideas here. <laughs> the monkey could be the monkey, the culprit, right? 
They the right. monkey oh. did it. <laughs> monkey did Explain it. the monkey. Couldn't have possibly been a writer. <laughs> <laughs> We're totally sane. <laughs> no, you'd have a million different foils, wouldn't you? Cast your suspicion on 12 writers. Yes. Well, and especially if some of them are crime writers, it's like, oh, you know how to get away with it. <laughs> have you guys started like plotting or getting uh fantasies of what's going to happen after cancun or you just kind of you just kind of cut yourself off and make sure to focus on one before thinking of the other and you guys like have you brainstormed over at elixir about like what's next yeah i mean i'm i'm always kind of looking to the future it's just kind of the way my brain works unfortunately <laughs> i'm i'm a planner by uh by nature so yeah i'm actually we're actually kind of looking at uh recently did a survey both to our email list and just put it out on social media um just to kind of get a, a a gauge of some of the places that people are interested in so we're we're kind of looking at i'm kind of looking for 2024 and even beyond uh, for other other locations. So up there, sort of that seems to be people seem to be interested in our um, Greece seems to be very high on the list. Uh, Sedona, Arizona seems to be very high on the list, oh. which is interesting. Sedona is like a pretty natural fit. There's a lot of like kind of weird retreats that go yeah. on in Sedona. Uh, years ago, I'd actually totally side note, but I did a I did a writing project, a business writing project for a, a woman in Sedona who did like was like a life coach kind of person and mm-hmm. did retreats out there and stuff. And I mean, it's gorgeous out there. So um, just no Arizona in like August. <laughs> oh no 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 no, no, no. For sure, no. <laughs> oh no no no. What else was, oh, uh, Croatia is actually an also an interesting hmm. kind of Mediterranean type place. I think it's a little off the beaten path. It's got a fascinating history. Just, um, uh, Dubrovnik, for example, is just uh, this walled sea city. Uh, absolutely gorgeous place. Italy's also pretty high, although um, there's a lot, there are a lot of writing retreats in Italy. So I'm debating whether that's something we want to do. New Orleans Oh, that would be a blast, right? Possibly doing like a city-based one. I'm not sure how that'll work because cities tend to be loud and loud. and very distracting. So yeah. but we'll have to have to think about how that might work. And honestly, like, you know, my my ultimate goal, I would love this is like pie in the sky, but it's not it's not even we're not even I'm not even close to being able to, to put something on like this. Is I would really love to do almost like a summer camp. I went to summer camp as a boy and I absolutely loved it. Uh, but this would be like kind of like a writing summer camp where basically we would do the, the, this is again, this is a goal. This is not anything planned, but I would love to do like a almost like a like a basically like a two week retreat where we have uh, different sort of featured lectures each week. Mm-hmm. So maybe one week is Donna or somebody else. I don't know. And then the second person the following week, maybe they're very different writers, different genres, different you know, age range, whatever, different audiences. And then, you know, people can come for one week or come for both weeks, you know. Barcelona has been a big thing on my list or or somewhere on the Spanish Mediterranean, not necessarily Barcelona itself, although Barcelona is certainly is a huge attraction. We actually almost held one there. We almost had one there, uh, but unfortunately the owner, we found this awesome property that was owned by one of the oldest publishing Families uh, that owned like one of the oldest publishing houses in Spain. Mm. Uh, it was like maybe like 45 minutes outside of Barcelona or so. Just absolutely gorgeous. And then we 
unfortunately, we were getting ready to like say, yes, we want this property. And then she booked it. <laughs> oh, no. She, she, well, you know, she had it on Airbnb and she had like instant book on or something like that. Oh. And so somebody just kind of swooped in and stole our week. <laughs> Bummer. How dare. Oh, my God. We were so annoyed. And it just it was a real like uh, uh, balloon deflator. <laughs> and now you have uh, a nemesis. You don't know who they are, but you have a nemesis. Well, I'm just annoyed at the owner, quite honestly, because yeah. we had talked to her like two or three times and we were just like, yeah, we're going to take it. We just have to put some get some other things in, in line because, you know, you have to put down a deposit and we have to you know figure out how are we going to pay mm-hmm. for that because we don't have anybody signed up yet. So we were kind of working that out. And I literally like a day or two before I was ready to, to, to sign the contract with her and send her the deposit. She was like, uh, we, we, we booked it out. So <laughs> great. That was a real bummer, but you know what? It's a world, it's a big world, you know, like, I yeah. think like, like, like there's so many possibilities. And um, I think this is kind of where kind of just going back to what we were saying about finding co-hosts, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with what, who are the co-hosts that we partner with and, you know, wh- where do they want to go? What, what are their passions? It sounds like you guys have, Elixir has a very awesome future ahead of it. And I'm excited to see what you guys do next. So that's awesome. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm knocking on my, my wooden table here. Uh, I really hope so. <laughs> you seem excited about it. That's, you know, that's the first step. Yeah. I mean, this is this has been a passion project. Um, and, you know, I've done, like I said, I've done lots and lots of events before, but this is kind of the first event type project where it comes entirely from my own heart. Did any of you have anything like we haven't covered that you'd like to talk about? Donna and Allison, uh, I've done a lot of the talking. (laughs) What are you guys looking forward to at Elixir? Well, for me, I just, I think that what I try to think, okay, what can I bring to this? And I, I have been to so many retreats and conferences where people don't feel accessible, the people you want to talk to. And my goal is just make myself available to people. So if they just want to brainstorm their own work and they want to ask questions, or if they say, can you help me? I am struggling with this. And we can just go sit by the monkeys and chat (laughs) and and just talk about their work. So hopefully they have an epiphany and leave with something that really helps them. Or maybe they're like, I've got it. And they walk away and then they go work on their own like something that that we talk about can spark something in them where you know they're like I got I got it leave me alone now and then they can go do what they need to do I think that's important because you know writing so solitary and sometimes we just hit walls and we need somebody to just bounce ideas off of and Mm -hmm. and talk and I'm just going to make myself available for that for me I feel I've done a lot of these conferences too but it's always I feel like sometimes I'm just as intimidated as the authors are because it's like a room <laughs> full of a couple hundred people and I'm not the most outgoing friendly person in the world either oh you're friendly <laughs> That's not true. But I do much better in small groups, right, Donna? Right. Same. So I think that it would be really great to have the chance to have a more intimate setting and be able to not just talk at people, which is what it feels like Mm -hmm. most of the time when you're doing a conference, but to actually have some sort of constructive engagement with them and a back and forth and, you know, find a way to do these sessions so that it feels like we're all working together. I think 
you know, Donna said this, writing is so solitary. It can be every step of the publishing process, I think can feel solitary sometimes, but really a collaborative approach is the best approach. And I really like helping people find the best way to make their ideas shine. I think that this is a good way to do it. Daniel, did you say um, how many spots are going to be available for this one? Do you know yet? Yeah, I think the max we can have is 20. But we're, we typically aim for anywhere between 12 and 15, 16. Okay. That's going to be nice and like an intimate, nice experience mm-hmm. for everybody. So you guys can chill and get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, like I said, I, we don't want to be like conference-like at all. Mm-hmm. And as you know, 12 and 15 seems to be a very magical number where it's like, you know, people can kind of, they can, they can enjoy the the community aspects without feeling like they're on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. Where can our listeners find out more about Elixir writing retreats? Let, please give us all the plugs for your Instagrams or your, your website information. So we can just like put all that up on our webpage and like mm-hmm. have it available so that everybody who hears this, who is going to be possibly like amounts of interested can go and find you guys. Yeah. Uh, well, the website's elixirwritingretreats.com and uh, it's Elixir Retreats on Twitter and Instagram. Although we are quickly phasing out Twitter, to be honest with you. <laughs> As are most of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good for you. I mean, honestly, it is good for the brain to put Twitter down, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I back when I was a marketing executive in about 10-ish years ago, I was really uh, much more into Twitter and I just, I'm just so done with it. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. good for everybody. <laughs> yeah. We have a, we also have a very small Facebook page, which I have very poorly done a poor job of updating to be honest with you. But so Instagram's really our, our, our home base from, from a social media standpoint. So Excellent. it's just Elixir retreats on Instagram. Excellent. I see you guys were following me already. Well, I followed you back now. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know more. Uh, Cool. Well, I guess the last thing is just do any of you have any personal pages or projects that you want to plug? Shameless self plugs. Shameless. Free. (laughs) Did you bring your book, Donna? I brought your book in case you didn't bring your book. There you go. It's right behind her. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's the last Quintista, which came out the end of, oh gosh, what year are we in? The end of, like very end of 2021. And then I have um, another book coming out in October called Alabrijes. And it's another middle grade sci-fi, very upper middle grade. It's funny because a lot of my books, I go into bookstores and they end up in the YA section because I think they're a little dark and, and gritty for the youngins. So, um, but technically they're upper middle grade, but yeah, Alabrijes is um, a kind of a dystopian sci-fi, another weird book. Turns out there are lots of weirdos out there. <laughs> I love do you weird get, books. Do you want to give us a little logline of each of them so we can kind of like get an idea I, of what's in there? I am the worst logliner. Oh, are you? <laughs> my, my editor told me, he goes, your elevator pitch is like going up and down the Sears Tower like 50 <laughs> times. So I will 
I'll, I'll, I'll read you what's on the, the flat copies. <laughs> this is the story as it was told to me by Leandro the Mighty. For 400 years, the world has been a barren wasteland. The few humans that survive scrape together an existence in the cruel city of Pocatel or go it alone in the wilderness beyond, filled with wandering spirits in worms like dragon worms. They don't last long. 13-year-old pickpocket Leandro and his sister Gabby do what they can to forge a life in Pocatel. The city does not take kindly to cascabeles like them the descendants of those who worked the San Joaquin Valley for generations. When Gabby is caught stealing precious fruit from the Pocatellan elite, Leandro takes the fall, but his exile proves more than he could have ever imagined. Far from simple banishment, his consciousness is placed in an ancient drone and left to fend on its own. But beyond the walls of Pocatel lie other alabrijes like Leandro who seek for a better world, as well as mutant monsters, wasteland pirates, a hidden oasis and the truth. <laughs> that sounds nice. so fun. That does sound fun. Wow. It sounds very different um, yeah. from anything. That, yeah. I love that. You, I mean, you know the feeling like when you, a book comes out, you get really nervous because you're like, oh my gosh, how is this going to be accepted? <laughs> and, and so I'm in that mode right now because this is the advanced copy. And then I know that librarians are starting to read it. So well, fingers crossed a little bit, a little bit anxious over here. I, I, and I haven't even had a sip of my drink. Now I'm talking about my book and I'm like, just going to go just, sit down. Just, just start drinking. It's fine. Just, you know, just take a big sip. It's right. <laughs> it's excellent. It has the ending has the biggest surprise out of any middle grade book I've ever read. Ah, <laughs> she's she's not my agent or anything. <laughs> yeah, I would tell you if it's that kind of. It sounds good. I I don't think she's making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's getting published because it might be good. <laughs> Just the thought. It was maybe. fun to write. Maybe. <laughs> awesome. Well, wow. Thank you guys for being here with us today and sharing all this. us. Yes. Oh my God, it's been Absolutely. so fun. And this is so nice. It's so, so great to meet you guys and have this opportunity. Yeah, you guys have all been very like pleasant to talk to. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> so you can find everything you need about the podcast at anditswriting.com. Look us up anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter for now. But as we mentioned, that may be phasing out as well. We also do have an Instagram at anditswriting. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see everybody again soon. Bye. See you all again soon. And- Bye.